About four years ago, I was privileged to be able to go to the Holy Land. In particular, I got to go to Bethlehem. And I got to visit the Church of the Nativity, one of the holiest, most impactful places on earth. And for such a monumental building, it has a very unique front door. To give you a little bit of an example, it used to be a very kind of nice, big, imposing archway, not unlike the archway we have kind of behind me. It wasn't as big as that, maybe about 18 feet tall. It used to be this very big, imposing arch to welcome people in to the Church of the Nativity. But there was a problem with this. Many pilgrims came to Bethlehem over the course of many years from a long distance away, and many of them came on horseback, and they just decided to ride their horses into the church. And eventually the church began to smell and got very, very dirty. So then they decided to cover in kind of the top part of the arch and reduced its height to about eight feet so that you couldn't ride in on horseback. But the problem was, all you had to do was get off your horse and walk in underneath it and you would still be fine to enter into the church. They didn't really think it through very well. And so, during the Ottoman Empire, the front door was reduced to about four feet high and two feet wide. It's about the equivalent of the size of this ambo right here. That is the front door of the Church of the Nativity. So small, only one person can fit through at a time. And for someone like me with a little bit of girth and at the time with a backpack on my back, it was not the easiest door to enter in. The backpack on my back was a bad idea. It's an awkward way to enter into such an important building. But that door has a name. It's called the Door of Humility. And whether you are a peasant or whether you are a king, every single person who enters into the Church of the Nativity through that front door has to enter through the Door of Humility. You have to get down. You have to lower yourself to enter into such a sacred place. It is emblematic of how God stooped down to us how he humbled himself and lowered himself to enter into humanity. And if we reflect on this great mystery, this great feast that we celebrate tonight, the Nativity of Christ, the virtue that stands out the most is humility. God becoming a man, not just man, but becoming a little baby, born in that stable, found so humble in appearance and so humble of circumstances. If we look at the nativity of Jesus, we see humility personified. And yet we have to be honest, humility is a virtue in short supply in our world today. Today we desire to assert ourselves, to puff up our egos, Sort of like wanting to enter into the church of the, of the nativity with our head held high, chin up, and chest very proudly up. We desire to assert ourselves, yes, but even more so, I think we enjoy to put down our enemies. We live to see our enemies debased. We delight in seeing our foes humiliated. 
we rejoice to see them brought low. It is the tenor of our politics, the theme of our discourse, the tone of our society. Often when we debate others, the goal is simply to humiliate our opponents, and that's it. Humility is very foreign to our world. And so it is no surprise that our world finds it difficult to revere and serve Christ, the humble one, the one who humbled himself the most. For a God who would humble himself so much, that can be difficult for us to comprehend in our very arrogant world. It was even a hard subject to understand for the evil one himself. As pious custom and tradition tells it, we don't know exactly how this happened, but as pious custom and tradition tells it, the reason that the angel Lucifer fell was because God in heaven revealed his plan to become a human being to the angels. He revealed his plan of how he wanted to become a little child, how he wanted to humble himself so much. And that angel Lucifer in his arrogance, couldn't bring himself to serve a God who would humble himself in such that way. He couldn't bear to worship a God who would debase himself and become a human being. So Lucifer spoke again, according to tradition, two words that are immortalized in John Milton's poem, Paradise Lost, and he said, non serviam. I will not serve. And that was how he fell, according to pious custom. He couldn't humble himself as God humbled himself. Lucifer was the one who, the first one who refused to enter through that door of humility to venerate Jesus. But brothers and sisters, we mustn't think that, just, that this only applies to the evil one, or that he's the only one who's ever said those words. Because I think you and I, we all fall into that pitfall more than we would care to admit. Again, it's almost like we want to walk into that church door with our head held high and our, our chest puffed up with pride. We almost want to enter in on our own terms. We balk at having to bend down or bend our lives to encounter Christ to get down on our knees. We balk at having to stoop, if you will. We balk at having to show humility. Every time that we don't enter that door of humility, we declare, I will not serve. Every time something else on our calendar is more important than time with God, every time we lord our authority over others, every time we fail to make God a part of our lives, Every time we fail to make room for him in our hearts, every time we failed, every time we think that I know better than Christ and his teachings, we say in so many words, non serviam, I will not serve. To truly enter that door of humility, to venerate the newborn Christ, brothers and sisters, we must die to ourselves die to our ways, die to our preferences, die to our ego. The great American bishop Fulton Sheen, I think, demonstrates this so beautifully. He says that love is like a staircase with multiple levels, 
And to move to a higher step, to move to a higher love, we must first get off of a lower rung on that ladder. We must die to a lesser love. If we want to venerate Christ properly, we must die to love of self. And we who delight in asserting ourselves and seeing others brought low, yet it is we who must be brought low. We are increasingly unable to serve God because we exalt ourselves so much. We refuse to bend our will to Christ's. Look at the people who venerated the newborn king at Christmas, those shepherds, humble men, men accustomed to humility, being low in the world. They venerated the newborn Christ. Or think of the Magi. They weren't lacking in material things, but they were men who left their homeland, left their country, left their own way of life, left their own preferences to serve the newborn king. They were the first to enter through that door of humility. Compare that to King Herod, who claimed he wanted to give the newborn king homage, but deep down was a liar. He never would have done that. He never would have debased himself like that. The way to Jesus in the manger is the way of humility, the door of humility. That door of humility beckons to us. It beckons us to enter. And if we want to visit him, we must be prepared to humble ourselves, to leave our ego behind and bend our knee to Christ. That's why tonight at the Creed, in the words that refer to the Incarnation, we kneel, not just bow our heads. It's why we kneel at the Eucharistic prayer at every Mass and why each and every time we come into a church, we genuflect and show that we revere Christ our Lord. So brothers and sisters, the door of humility is opened to us tonight. It beckons us to meet Christ Jesus, to give him homage and worship. May we give thanks that God has stooped down to us, to humanity, that he has made himself low and come not to be served, but to serve. And may we have the courage and humility to serve the newborn king who has come down to us. And may we humble ourselves in return.